Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. First up, we're going to talk about the resurgence of Meta's threads and the waning influence of the app, once known as Twitter, not just X. Threads was initially released to much fanfare, but couldn't hold on to its user base. Now, with a whopping 260 million downloads, it's making a comeback. On the flip side, X is losing its luster and experiencing a significant decline in users. Now, Threads took off like a rocket at launch, amassing a record number of initial downloads, yet its glitzy start was short-lived as users began to drift away, unimpressed by the app's limited features. Not one to back down from a challenge, Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg committed to making Threads a more feature-rich platform. His promise was to inject life into the app, claiming it was far from being in its final state. Now, in line with Zuck's pledge, Threads underwent a transformation. The team launched significant updates, including a web version and keyword search, alongside subtler elements like Instagram tagging and bell notifications for individual Thread updates. Now, the changes had an immediate impact. Threads began to claw back some of its lost ground, boasting 33 million daily active users and 120 million monthly active users, according to Apptopia's latest data. And user retention improved remarkably, too, signaling Threads' return to prominence. Now, while Threads is surging back to life, the same can't be said for X. The platform has experienced a 12% decline in daily active users and a 28% drop in new downloads since July. Now, the decline isn't limited to the U.S., though. It's a worldwide phenomenon. X is losing traction across the globe, undermining its reputation as an international social media hub. And web traffic metrics reinforce this tale. In the U.S. alone, X has seen a 15% drop in web traffic, a sign that's pretty ominous for any online platform. And the exact reason for this nosedive remains elusive, but the inconsistent changes under Elon Musk's stewardship were often cited as a contributing factor. Regardless, the future of X hangs in the balance. Now, though the Threads team remains small, with about 50 people, they have Meta's full backing and ambition. Tons of money. And the organization is keen on integrating Threads more deeply into its larger social media ecosystem. To realize this ambition... Threads has been given visible placement within Facebook and Instagram. Features like carousels in the feed and direct links are making Threads more accessible to users on both of those platforms. And in a recent Instagram anniversary event in New York, Threads was given prime exposure, underscoring its significance in Meta's future plans. The idea is to familiarize the Instagram community with Threads, nudging them to adopt it. 
with features like poles in the pipeline, Threads is not slowing down. They're trying to catch up to the feature set that's on X. And the app is gearing up to become an even more versatile social media platform, taking integration with Meta's other apps to the next level. Although Threads is currently non-monetized, that means you cannot make money with the Threads app if you're a creator. That's set to change. The app will soon become part of Meta's business suite, opening new revenue streams for creators. And recent code exploration reveals that Threads is getting ready to introduce advertising and paid partnership features. This is a nod to content creators who are increasingly becoming a driving force in social media platforms. Financial analysts have already begun weighing in. According to Angelo Zeno, a senior analyst at CFRA, Threads has the potential to become a significant revenue engine for Meta if it maintains its current growth trajectory. And as Threads opens up monetization features, it also becomes an attractive platform for influencers and creators. It offers them a fresh platform to engage with their audience and monetize their reach, adding another layer of appeals to Threads. Now, as Threads finds its footing again, X continues to go down and falter. The contrast between the two couldn't be more apparent, and it's becoming clear which platform is capturing the public's imagination. Seems like Threads may be pulling ahead of Twitter, formerly Twitter, and now X. And as Threads grows, it's also earning users' trust, a critical factor in the longevity of any social media platform. Meanwhile, X seems to be losing the crucial asset of trust. Both Threads and X are at pivotal stages right now. One could go up, one could go down. It could differ depending on what platform makes the right moves. And with aggressive feature rollouts on one side and declining metrics on the other, the coming months will likely be decisive for both. Elon needs to turn Twitter slash X around. And the tables have turned in the social media arena. Threads is gaining the kind of traction that X once had, but now seems to be losing. It's an intriguing reversal of fortune that merits close observation. Now, I want to say thank you so much for listening to the show today. Up next, we'll talk about SpaceX's renewed vigor in rocket testing at Boca Chica, Texas, and how federal regulators are impacting its schedule. On the one hand, SpaceX has been working diligently on Starship's second test flight, even as it encounters regulatory delays. And on the other, it has to clear some regulatory hurdles with the Federal Aviation Administration and the Fish and Wildlife Service, the FWS. And according to the Coast Guard, Mariners have been warned about rocket launch activities near Boca Chica Beach, slated for early November. The notice, though not mentioning SpaceX by name, highlights scheduled rocket launching activities that could cause navigational issues due to, quote, free-falling debris. This hints at a potential date for SpaceX's next Starship test flight. Another angle of the regulatory tale is SpaceX's public disagreements with the FAA. After a contentious Senate hearing, SpaceX and other space companies bemoan the FAA's inadequacies, particularly regarding their inability to expediently handle licensing operations. As part of this waiting game, the Fish and Wildlife Service officials have recently visited the Boca Chica test site, indicating that regulatory evaluations are in progress. Now, SpaceX hasn't been idly waiting by, however. Recent tests involve a second-stage Starship that aimed to validate a flight-like startup sequence for its de-orbit burn. And just today, they did a full wet dress rehearsal of a fully stacked Starship, which will be the IFT 
to ship and booster that will hopefully separate this time properly and make it to a substantial orbit. Now, these tests are vital for SpaceX to make strides in their ambitious lunar landing projects with NASA for the Artemis 3 missions and going forward. Now, let's switch a little bit here to another significant development in the space industry. NASA's challenged with samples from an asteroid. NASA's curation team for the OSIRIS-REx mission is experiencing some difficulties in opening the TAGSAM head, which contains the bulk of the asteroid sample. This has led to innovative problem solving as the team has been working on new methods to remove the fasteners on the TAGSAM head that currently can't be opened with the existing tools. And the difficulty also pertains to keeping the sample in pristine condition during this extraction process. However, despite these challenges, there's some good news. NASA has already managed to extract a quantity of the material that exceeds the mission's goal. And early analysis also shows a high presence of carbon and water molecules underlining the mission's significance. And the OSIRIS-REx mission has had its highs and its lows since its 2016 launch. And after reaching the asteroid Bennu in 2018 and collecting samples in 2020, the mission now faces a seemingly minor but critical obstacle. But with the sample exceeding mission goals, the prospects are promising. Now let's head over to our red neighbor, Mars, uh, where NASA's ambitions to bring back samples from the red planet are hitting some serious bumps. An independent review board recently questioned the budget and schedule of the Mars sample return mission calling them unrealistic. In light of this, NASA is trying to find alternative ways to make the mission happen. It's now focused on reevaluating its strategy, with a new team aiming to come up with a revised mission architecture by March of 2024. Now, this might include launching the lander in orbiter separately or even offloading some responsibilities to the European Space Agency. And one of the suggested ways to cut costs involves reducing the quantity of the Mars samples. A smaller sample would mean a smaller container and consequently a smaller spacecraft, which could help rein in the escalating costs. And despite the discouraging review, the mission's scientific importance has been strongly emphasized. The mission could revolutionize our understanding of Mars and by extension, the history of our own solar system. So NASA is committed to finding a path forward for this mission. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, the financial aspects of these missions can't be ignored either. The Mars Sample Return Mission alone is expected to cost between $8 billion and $11 billion, far more than initially estimated. NASA had requested $949.3 million for the MSR mission for 2024, 
And even that isn't sufficient. These financial challenges are pushing NASA to rethink its strategies. Both the MSR mission and SpaceX's Starship project underline how budget constraints and regulatory frameworks are often as challenging as the scientific and technical hurdles involved. Now, the need for increased funding has become a significant focus. NASA Administrator Bill Nelson has stated that an additional $500 million spread across two fiscal years would be necessary to keep the Mars mission on track. And the takeaway here is that space exploration, while pushing the boundaries of scientific understanding, is heavily tethered to terrestrial budgetary realities. Now, as we've seen today, the future of space exploration hangs not just on scientific ingenuity, but also on the ability to navigate regulatory and financial hurdles. Whether it's SpaceX's next Starship test flight or NASA's plans to bring back samples from Mars, red tape and dollar signs are common obstacles. It's an intricate web that these organizations must traverse, keeping innovation at the forefront while adhering to guidelines and working with financial constraints. Despite these challenges, both SpaceX and NASA remain committed to their huge missions, mostly Mars missions, continuously adapting and finding new paths to make their ambitious projects into a reality and to move humanity forward. Now, thank you so much for listening to the show today. Remember to hit the subscribe or the follow button on your preferred podcast platform. It's free and only takes a second and helps us out tremendously. Each episode is about 10 minutes or less, designed to keep you quickly updated on the latest developments. And there's a new episode every single day, so make sure to subscribe. You get the latest news. And also, please take care of yourselves and each other. And I'll see you in the next one. Now we will focus, focus SpaceX's bold plans for the year 2024, including an extraordinary goal of executing 144 launches. Additionally, we'll talk about SpaceX's collaboration with T-Mobile to unveil the Starlink direct-to-sell service aimed to reshape cellular communications as we know them. Now, in a top executive at SpaceX recently addressed the U.S. Senate Subcommittee on Space and Science to outline these new plans. And the aim is to drastically increase the number of missions that SpaceX undertakes to lay the groundwork for their satellite-to-cell phone service. So first, SpaceX has set the aerospace community crazy recently with ambitious mission target for the year 2024. Bill Gerstenmeier announced this objective in a recent hearing before the U.S. Senate Subcommittee on Space and Science. If SpaceX achieves this goal, the number of launches would significantly outstrip the company's prior records. And as of this year, SpaceX is conducting launches at a frequency of approximately every 3.9 days. That's unheard of. That's an incredible amount of launches. Now, to reach the new goal of 144 missions, that frequency would need to jump to a launch roughly every 2.5 days. And to manage this significant increase in workload, SpaceX is increasing its manufacturing capabilities in optimizing logistics and supply chain processes. SpaceX has previously demonstrated its ability to execute multiple launches within a short time frame. For example, the company has launched two Falcon 9 rockets within a single day. Achieving the 144 launch target for 2024 will require a sustained, relentless pace, achievable only through continuous innovation and a high degree of automation across the company's operations. And with this target, SpaceX aims to demonstrate that frequent and reliable space launches are possible and economically viable. And the object is not merely to show off technical prowess, 
but to advance the business case for space exploration and to make space travel as common as air travel. Now, SpaceX is reimagining the way that we think about mobile services through its Starlink direct-to-cell technology. This is part of its new partnership with T-Mobile, aiming to turn Starlink satellites into what can essentially be described as cellular towers in orbit. And the service is set to roll out in stages, beginning with text messaging functionality in 2024. Full voice and data services are planned for a 2025 release. And these phases are structured to align with SpaceX's launch capabilities, especially the anticipated introduction of the Starship rocket, which is crucial for deploying the largest satellites required for the service. An intermediate-sized Starlink satellite will be compatible with SpaceX's existing Falcon 9 rockets, which will be used for the initial phases of this new service. This is a strategic approach, allowing the company to start offering limited services without waiting for Starship to become operational. And by the time the complete service is offered, SpaceX plans to have a constellation of these advanced satellites in orbit. This constellation will not only improve connectivity options for people in remote areas, but also aims to redefine what we consider possible in terms of global telecommunications. Now, SpaceX has ambitious plans to take its Starlink direct-to-cell technology to an international audience as well. They've already signed agreements with telecommunications providers in several countries. Optimus, or excuse me, Optus in Australia, Rogers in Canada, and KDDI in Japan, among others. And the focus initially is to cover terrestrial areas. This strategy allows cellular providers to extend their coverage without having to build additional ground-based infrastructure, saving both time and money. And the company's medium-term goal is to fill in the connectivity gaps across the globe, particularly in rural and hard-to-reach areas like uh, deserts and mountainous areas. Now, SpaceX is also mindful of the regulatory aspects of the international expansion. The company is working closely with governments and regulatory bodies across the world to ensure that their services are in compliance with each country's telecommunications policies. And what makes this venture even more intriguing is the competitive advantage it could offer SpaceX over other satellite-based internet providers. Their aim is to build a comprehensive global network that can serve diverse needs, from individual mobile users to major corporations and even governmental agencies. Now, SpaceX faces a variety of challenges with this, both competitive and regulatory. Amazon's Project Kuiper is also working on high-speed internet connectivity through a network of satellites, raising the stakes in this emerging market. And in the U.S., the Federal Aviation Administration is playing a significant role in shaping the company's trajectory. The agency has laid out stringent criteria for SpaceX that they must meet, particularly concerning the safety and reliability of the Starship testing flights that are upcoming. And despite these hurdles, SpaceX continues to forge ahead stressing the importance of frequent test flights to refine their technology and meet regulatory guidelines. They're in an ongoing dialogue with the FAA to ensure that their operations meet the highest safety standards. And the regulatory landscape may present challenges, but it also provides opportunities. Meeting or exceeding regulatory requirements not only ensures the safety and reliability of SpaceX's services, but also sets a precedent for other companies in the aerospace and telecommunications sectors to follow. Up next, we're breaking down Tesla's recent announcement about equipping the Cybertruck with an 800-volt architecture. This move is far-reaching consequences for the EV industry as it promises to improve efficiency, reduce charging times, and tackle various challenges tied to the growing mass adoption of EVs. 
Now, Tesla's recent earnings call was loaded with information, and you can check out the full earnings call if you scroll back a couple episodes on our feed here. But the showstopper was certainly the announcement that the forthcoming Cybertruck will feature an 800-volt architecture. This is a significant revelation for multiple reasons and shows Tesla's commitment to advancing these tech solutions for its whole fleet, not just the Cybertruck, but future vehicles as well. Now, you might be wondering, why all the fuss over 800 volts? It's just a number, right? Well, not really. This isn't the first time that 800-volt architecture has appeared on the auto scene. Credit goes to Porsche Taycan for introducing this feature back in 2018. However, Tesla's choice to integrate this into their latest offering sets a precedent, essentially marking it as a necessary future standard for EVs. The timing is also crucial, given Tesla's looming challenges with global economic conditions, making it a calculated yet aggressive move. And in a nutshell, the 800-volt system in the Cybertruck aims to address some of the most pressing concerns in the EV sector, including charging speed and efficiency. And this announcement comes against a backdrop of rising interest rates, which have created an environment that's less than ideal for financial big-ticket items like cars. And with the Cybertruck's delivery date drawing near, this 800-volt news adds a fresh layer of intrigue to Tesla's plans. Now, for those who like to geek out on the technical side of things, 800-volt architectures are a dream come true. One of the most obvious benefits is the reduced charging time. Tesla's V4 superchargers can output 350 kilowatts, and 800-volt architecture can take full advantage of that. It means less time spent waiting around at a supercharger station, watching a show, or listening to music, or walking around, which is excellent news for everyone involved in the EV marketplace. Now, another upside is the weight factor. Because 800-volt architectures require less copper wiring, the vehicle itself becomes a little bit lighter. This is critical for a monster vehicle like the Cybertruck, whose VIN decoder has already revealed two weight classifications, G and H, spanning between 8,001 to 10,000 pounds. Lesser weight usually correlates with better performance and increased range, which is a win-win for both the manufacturer and for us, the consumers. Now, moreover, the 800-volt systems are more efficient in transmitting power from the battery to a vehicle's wheels, which translates to lower energy losses. And the system enables electric current to reduce uh, the flow of amperage, minimizing heat production and thereby enhancing overall efficiency. And the efficiency factor might not sound like a big deal. But when you're talking about a vehicle that's as heavy and as powerful as a Cybertruck, every bit of efficiency counts. And with this technology, Tesla has further armed itself against one of the most significant barriers to EV adoption, range anxiety. Faster charging times and increased efficiency mean drivers are less likely to worry about running out of battery power. And the adoption of 800-volt architectures could be a decisive move in pushing EV towards mainstream acceptance, effectively making them more practical for long-distance traveling and daily use in the future. And despite its steady growth and robust financials, though, Tesla has not been without its share of challenges. The company's leadership, including Elon Musk, has been straightforward about potential economic hardwinds. Now, high interest rates can discourage consumers from opting for finance purchases, adding an extra layer of complexity to Tesla's sales strategy. However, 
Tesla's Q3 shareholder deck emphasized the economic advantages of 800-volt systems, particularly for hefty vehicles like the Cybertruck. The technology is expected to bring notable cost savings, which could be a game changer for Tesla in maintaining or even improving its profit margins, especially with a heavy vehicle like the Cybertruck, between 8,000 and 10,000 pounds. This economic factor isn't just about Tesla, though. It reflects a bigger trend in the auto industry. As EVs increasingly become the focus of both small and also major automakers, cost-effective technologies like 800-volt architectures will likely become standards. Therefore, Tesla adopting this tech isn't just a smart move for them. It may also be setting an industry standard for future EVs and heavy-duty EV vehicles. Now, interestingly, even though Musk was indicating that the Cybertruck might not be a significant contributor to Tesla's cash flow for up to 18 months, the 800-volt system could help expedite the timeline by potentially offering a superior product that requires less time and resources in the charging department, Tesla may find that consumers are willing to pay a premium, thereby boosting the Cybertruck's financial performance sooner than expected. Now, let's shift gears a little bit if we'd like to. <laughs> There's no gears in the Cybertruck, by the way. And let's talk about something a little bit different. A Cybertruck was recently spotted on a freeway, and this is still about the Cybertruck, but it's a little bit different than the financials and the voltage and it appeared to be full of bullet holes. Elon Musk confirmed a social media post that it was, in fact, he and his engineers who had unleashed a Tommy gun on the vehicle. No bullets, he claimed, had penetrated the passenger side compartment. This, <laughs> this is a, a crazy one, but it may be kind of perplexing, but it's in line with Tesla's unorthodox method of showcasing vehicle durability. The stunt underscores the Cybertruck's initial claim of being bulletproof to certain extents and reiterates Tesla's commitment to out-of-the-box testing and development. It's a bold strategy, but one that gets people talking. It's a good PR move, and it is often half the battle in today's saturated media environment to at least get people talking about your vehicle. Now, Elon Musk's sensational approach to testing isn't just for show. It serves a functional purpose, too. By taking a Tommy gun to the Cybertruck, Tesla games real-world data on the vehicle's structural integrity. This information can be crucial for making improvements, ensuring that the final product that rolls out to consumers is both safe and robust. In a world full of cautious PR moves and highly controlled marketing stunts, Tesla's open-air gunfire test stands out from everybody else. It captures the imagination, fuels debates, and leaves an indelible impression, which is exactly what disruptive brands like Tesla aim to do. The bullet-ridden Cybertruck could very well be another symbol of the company's audacity and the commitment to challenge all of the established norms from other vehicle makers. And as the Cybertruck inches closer to its release date, Tesla's future plans for the vehicle remain under intense scrutiny. Although initial production volumes are expected to be low, with a ramp-up in 2024, Tesla's ambitious approach to incorporating new technologies like an 800-volt system suggests a long-term strategy. And beside the 800-volt architecture, Tesla has also hinted on other innovations like energy-dense battery cells, which could offer even greater range. Now, this constant technological push indicates that while the Tesla Cybertruck is almost out, its evolution is far from over. Tesla appears keen on iteration of the product, much like software updates for your smartphone. And the additional price point of $39,900 initially has been removed from Tesla's website 
sparking other speculation about potential changes in pricing strategies. While it's not clear whether the cost will go up or down, what's evident is that Tesla is keeping its options open. This flexibility could be crucial for Cybertruck's success, especially in a volatile economic environment. All in all, Tesla's recent announcements surrounding the Cybertruck, particularly the 800-volt architecture, lay the groundwork for future innovations and set the stage for what could be a very interesting few years to come for the auto industry. They also reinforced Tesla's position as a trendsetter, a role that has been happy to occupy since its inception. In this next part, we're going to be talking about a huge shift in the automotive and energy sectors. Tesla's $100 million deal to sell supercharger hardware to BP. Yeah, you heard that right. The electric vehicle giant is partnering with one of the world's largest oil companies in the purpose to expand electric vehicle charging infrastructure across the United States. So this agreement sees Tesla's supercharger units getting installed at various BP locations. We're talking about BP Amico, Thornton's, Travel Centers of America, and BP Pulse's GigaHub sites. This deal sets a new precedent and potentially opens the doors for other major players in the energy sector to join the EV revolution. Let's start by acknowledging that Tesla has long held the crown for fast charging networks in North America. And until now, Tesla has exclusively built, deployed, and operated its own superchargers. The company's connector design has become so advanced that even competitors are adopting it. And Tesla's charging network isn't a small feat, and automakers want a piece of their pie. Now, in a groundbreaking move, Tesla is selling its supercharger hardware to BP. This marks a historic first. BP will deploy Tesla-built BP-branded charging stations at its own sites. It's an acknowledgement that Tesla's tech is key to advancing the entire EV market, and it also offers Tesla a brand new revenue stream. And the specifics are very tantalizing. BP will be getting Tesla's latest supercharger hardware, complete with Magic Dock, which accommodates CCS vehicles in addition to Tesla's own, and locations for these new superchargers have already been chosen, including key cities like Houston, Phoenix, Los Angeles, Chicago, and Washington, D.C. And the rollout will commence in 2024. Now, Tesla's Rebecca Tanucci, the head of charging infrastructure, stated, At Tesla, we're driven to enable great charging experiences for all EV owners. BP is also throwing its weight behind the venture. Richard Bartlett, the global CEO of BP Pulse, spoke about enhancing BP's Pulse network with Tesla's high-grade hardware as a major leap forward for the company. And we've talked about how innovative this deal is, but let's discuss the monetary side of things. This $100 million agreement is a fraction of BP Pulse's larger strategy to invest up to a billion dollars in U.S. charging stations by 2030. A billion dollars. And while the exact number of stations involved in the Tesla BP deal remains undisclosed, the scale is undoubtedly massive. Both companies stand to benefit significantly. For Tesla, this deal offers a lucrative new revenue stream. For BP, it's a strategic move that aligns the company with the undeniable future of transport, electric vehicles. And as Tesla navigates new business ventures, the company is also sailing through a little bit of choppy political waters. The adoption of electric vehicles in the United States has become a topic of heated debate, increasingly aligned with partisan ideologies. A Bloomberg News report highlighted that electric vehicle ownership is closely linked to voting patterns in the U.S. 
a polarization that transcends demographic and socioeconomic indicators. This political split has intensified over the past months, with some GOP members advocating for the rollback of EV incentives that were enacted during the Biden administration. And Donald Trump, a figure not unknown for stirring the pot, has been vocal in his criticism of the electric vehicle push. He's argued that the growth of the EV sector could endanger the U.S. auto industry, claiming that electric vehicles would inevitably be produced in China, thus risking American jobs. And this viewpoint doesn't consider the contributions made by companies like Tesla in keeping the automotive production very much an American endeavor. Tesla's complete range of vehicles, Model Y, Model 3, Model X, Model S, was recognized as the most American-made cars in a 2023 list, debunking the notion that EVs threaten the American auto sector. And further complicating the political scenario is Elon Musk, who has built a unique narrative around Tesla and EVs. The move of Tesla from California to Texas and Musk's engagement with conservative politics indicate an attempt to make Tesla and its product lineup more palatable to a wider ideological spectrum. And reports suggest that Musk aims to bridge the gap further with the launch of Tesla Cybertruck, a vehicle that, by its very design and utility, could appeal to some of the traditional truck-loving American consumers. And Tesla's focus is not just on market expansion. The company aims for a sweeping production rate of around 250,000 Cybertrucks per year by 2025. This number dwarfs the current sales figures for all electric pickup trucks in the market, while Tesla holds a dominant share, making up approximately 60% of all EV sold in the U.S. And the company shows no signs of complacency. And whether Musk's endeavors to broaden Tesla's appeal across the political divide will bear fruit remains an open question. It was clear that the company is actively engaging in shaping not just the future of transportation, but also the discourse surrounding those vehicles. Now, Tesla is a complex machine. The Cybertruck's launch and its move to Texas could be Elon Musk's attempt to make EVs appealing to everybody. While these challenges and this BP Tesla deal serves as a unique neutralizer, it symbolizes that a union of two disparate industries for a common goal, sustainable energy for transportation. Electric cars and sustainability shouldn't be a partisan issue. But in America, that's easier said than done, and we all know this. Tesla holds a whopping 60% of electric vehicles ever sold in the U.S. However, with deals like this, Tesla might just be successful in making EVs the choice for everyone. So thank you so much for listening to the show today. Got a little bit political, but not too much. So hope it didn't turn you guys off for that. Um, but we, we brought it back. I think we brought it back there at the end. So thanks for sticking with me. And please, if you like this episode, don't forget to hit the subscribe or the follow button on your preferred podcast platform. It's free. It takes just a second and helps us out tremendously. And every episode is about 10 minutes or less. Perfect for quickly catching up on the latest updates about all of Elon Musk's companies. Here we will be focusing on the precarious financial situation at X, formerly known as Twitter. And the topic at hand centers on the drastic decline in advertising revenue, challenging the optimistic picture presented by Elon Musk and CEO Linda Yaccarino. Notably, a recent report from marketing consultancy Ubiquity indicates that the number of top advertisers on X has plummeted. We're not talking about a small dip here. The statistics are actually staggering. Coupled with this issue is the introduction of a $1 annual fee for new users. A move explained as an anti-spam measure, but raising eyebrows as potentially a last-ditch effort to generate revenue. 
And as we examine the data in the leadership's public statements, the critical question emerges, is X in the midst of a resurgence or is it teetering on the edge of financial collapse? Now, stick around. We explore a few of these topics to see where X may be going and see where it's been. And first up, let's talk about the Ubiquity Report. This consultancy works with 70 out of the 100 top spending advertisers, a respectable chunk of the advertising world. Ubiquity revealed that only two of their clients bought ads on X last month. It declined from 31 in September of 2022. That's not just a decrease. That's a huge freefall. And to compound with this issue, Ruben Schurz, Ubiquity's chief strategy officer, stated that this level of advertising departure is unprecedented for a major advertising platform. This dire situation blatantly contradicts the upbeat narrative advanced by Elon Musk and Linda Yaccarino, who've been claiming a return to normalcy. Now, it's not just the loss of revenue that's concerning. It's also the credibility of the platform's leadership. If Musk and Yaccarino are not transparent about the real state of affairs, it raises some questions about whether they can be trusted. Now, Ubiquity's findings cast a shadow of doubt over the public statements coming out of X's corner offices. Now, let's shift our focus a little bit to the $1 annual fee that X has started charging new users in just New Zealand and Philippines for the time being. On the surface, Elon Musk argues this is designed to deter bots and spam from polluting the platform. However, critics are skeptical, speculating whether this is just a desperate move to scrape together some more revenue. And also, do most bots come from New Zealand and the Philippines? No one really knows. And adding another layer to this issue is how this fee might deter new user adoption. While a dollar may not seem like a lot, it's a psychological barrier for people used to free social media platforms. This could push potential new users toward alternative platforms that don't charge an entry fee, like threads from Meta. And the existing user base also might view this new fee as a worrying sign of things to come. If X is willing to charge new users, what stops them from monetizing other aspects of the platform? Will this be the first in a series of charges, leading to a fundamentally different user experience? It's only time that'll tell. Now, from the advertiser standpoint, this situation is quite grim. A report from NewsGuard noted a majority of viral misinformation concerning the Israel-Hamas conflict on X originated from verified users. This is a significant concern for advertisers who must consider brand safety. They don't want to associate themselves with a platform that becomes a breeding ground for misinformation. Now, moreover, a report by digital marketing firm Similar Lab indicated a significant decline in user traffic on X. With fewer eyeballs on the platform, the value proposition for advertisers dwindles. It's kind of a snowball effect. As users leave, advertisers find less value, which in turn makes the platform less attractive to new users. And Musk's decision to appoint Linda Yaccarino, formerly of NBC Universal as CEO, seemed to be a move aimed at restoring advertiser confidence. However, with the erratic policy changes and lack of consistency in leadership, advertisers may not be convinced that X is as stable or as a reliable platform for their campaigns. So where does all this leave us? Now, to put it plainly, X is navigating troubled waters. Between the decline in advertisers and the new user fee, there's a disconnect between what the leadership portrays and what the data reveals. This raises concerns not just about the platform's financial stability, but also about the credibility of its leaders, Elon Musk and Linda Yaccarino. 
and we've discussed the Ubiquity report detailing the alarming drop in advertisers, explored the implications of the new $1 fee, and considered the perspective of advertisers who are increasingly reluctant to invest in X. Taken together, these elements paint a picture of a platform facing a multitude of challenges, with a leadership whose public statements are increasingly being called into question. Now, let's shift gears a little bit from the advertisers to the users. X has seen a significant decline in daily active users since Musk's takeover, and changes to the platform have been largely unpopular. We'll break down some of the story into five essential parts to give you a comprehensive look of what's happening at X under Elon Musk's control. Now, Aptopia, a leading mobile research firm, recently revealed that since Elon Musk's acquisition and subsequent rebranding of Twitter as X, the app has lost about 13% of its daily active users. The user base has contracted from 140 million to around 121 million, and the decline shows no signs of stopping. This comes as a stark contrast to the claims made by X's CEO, Linda Yaccarino, that the usage of the platform is at an all-time high. While the app may have had a momentary spike in new users following Musk's acquisition, the data indicates that this was short-lived. This new information should quell any debate over Musk's positive impact on the platform, revealing instead a waning user base and dwindling engagement levels. Now, under Musk's leadership, X has undergone several changes that have not been well-received by the user community. The platform was initially known for delivering real-time updates on current events, giving it a unique edge over the competition. Now, however, changes to the newsfeed algorithm now favor profiles that are far from traditional news sources such as ChatGPT influencers and edgelords. Additionally, the introduction of a paid verification feature has put a strain on users' ability to identify credible sources. The platform has consequently seen less engagement and has given users fewer reasons to stay on board. Now, when Musk decided to rebrand Twitter to X, he discarded a brand name that, despite its issues, was globally recognized. This decision has had a significant impact on the platform, and in the months following the rebrand, X experienced a month-over-month -month loss of more than 5% of its daily users. And user reviews indicate that the new brand and logo are not resonating with the community, exacerbating the decline in user numbers. According to Aptopia's Adam Blacker, uh, there was a roughly 2,000% spike in negative daily app reviews post-rebrand, with the terms logo and bluebird appearing as top keywords with negative sentiments. And while X is seeing a decline, Meta's Twitter clone Threads hasn't been able to capitalize on this opportunity either. Initially touted as a potential Twitter killer, Threads has struggled to maintain user engagement. Data shows that only about 10% of X users have ever tried Threads, and its current user base is far from hitting any significant milestones. But Threads' reluctance to incorporate real-time news into its platform has also hampered its ability to engage users. This could have been an excellent opportunity for Threads to fill the void left by X. But Meta's hesitance to re-enter the news arena has put a damper on that possibility. And the decline of X and the stagnation of Threads indicate a significant shift in what users are seeking from social media platforms. And with the availability of alternative platforms like TikTok for entertainment and traditional online publishers for news, X's model seems to be losing its appeal. One year into his ownership of X, Elon Musk is grappling with the reality that the platform may not be the mass draw it was once considered to be. And as Musk begins to charge for essential functions on X, the door may be opening for another competitor to take the stage. However, 
the existing trend suggests that the type of platform might not be what the public really wants anymore. Now, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Elon Musk podcast today. If you found this analysis useful, don't forget to hit the subscribe or the follow button on whatever podcast platform you're on right now. It's free, only takes a second, and it helps us out tremendously. And remember, each episode is about 10 minutes or less to help you get quickly caught up on all things Musk. And until the next episode, please take care of yourselves and each other, and I'll see you in the next one.